Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Karan Alessandra. Hi and welcome. Today we have our first guest on the podcast. It's a dear friend of mine, Emeline. We actually were good friends in high school but then life separated us for about 10 years or so, until about one or two years ago. I wrote a post about meditation and how much it had helped me. And Emeline wrote a beautiful, beautiful message to me saying that she also started to meditate and she had seen how this improved her life and well-being in so many ways. And uh, this was when I was in Australia, but... When I got back to Sweden, we started to hang out again, and um, she's been a very big support for me on my journey. So it's really great to have her here. And the topic for today is uh, meditation and pregnancy because she's very pregnant. She's gonna give birth <laughs> anytime soon. So we're gonna see how it has helped her and impacted. The pregnancy. Wonderful. Well, welcome. We're so happy to have you, Emeline. And um, congratulations on your pregnancy. When uh, Alessandra and I do our recording of the podcast, we use Skype, and so we can see and I can uh, we can see each other, and I can see this beautiful bump, which always makes me miss my pregnancies. I really enjoyed being pregnant. And, um, but it's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for being here. Um, can we start with you just talking about your meditation journey in general? Yeah. Um, I think I always been a person who chased happiness or chased something. And when, um, yeah, a few years ago, I, I I felt that I needed to do things to be happy. Like I needed to move. I needed to move to another country, to another town, change job, anything like that. And I also, I also had a lot of anxiety in my life. Um, I felt a lot of anxiety. I had struggled with a depression. And I, I had a lot of negative thoughts, and I, I felt I saw uh, life through uh, like gray glasses, <laughs> if you understand what I mean. Yeah. 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 Um, so at that point, um, I I didn't really lived in the moment. I real I lived a lot in the future, uh, thinking about what I needed to do to feel more happy about mm. life. Um. And I think it was three years ago or something, I I saw this documentary called The Secret. I don't know if you heard about mm-hmm. it. I've seen that. It's very yeah. powerful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's about the thoughts you think. Um, oh, what do you say? Um, kind of attract things to yeah, you? Yeah, you attract things mm-hmm. you think about. Um, and... When I saw that, it really hit me that 
all my negative thoughts um, and all the things I was thinking, um, I, I attract negative things in my life. Mm. So I, I felt I needed a change. Um, and I, I wanted to try new things to, to change how I perce- perceived uh, yeah. say, perceived mm-hmm. uh, life. Um, so one thing I did was start to meditate uh, because I have read about it and I have read about all the benefits mm-hmm. with meditation. Um, but I started with this um, app called Headspace. Okay, yeah. It's a very simple app, app mm-hmm. uh, on your phone uh, where you can meditate uh, to guided meditations. Um, and at first I thought it was kind of boring. Uh, I had f- trouble focusing. Uh, it took me a while to, to feel that meditation was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but after a while I found my way um, to meditation and my way of doing meditation and it helped me so much with mm-hmm. everything um that's wonderful I, and are yeah. you still using the app or did you end up modifying how you meditate as you went along or yeah I just used the app mm-hmm. sometimes uh, in the beginning but I soon realized that uh, that app wasn't for me so I did to uh, I had to make a change in my meditation. Um, mm-hmm. I made kind of rituals for mm-hmm. myself, um, and I I noticed it started to work, and I felt calmer. I I noticed that oh I haven't felt anxiety or uh, stressed in a couple of weeks or. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. And you mentioned that you were not living in the present moment. Did, did you find mm. that as you developed a meditation practice that you naturally were more engaged in the moment? Or did mm. was that something that you had to work on separately? No, it came with meditation. Uh, before I meditate, I always felt that I lacked something Mm -hmm. Uh, but with uh, and through meditation I felt more grateful for what I have Mm -hmm. or had Um, and I could be more in the moment and not living in the future that's really beautiful I I listened to a talk a few weeks ago and um, the the host was saying that Anxiety is when you're living in the future and depression is when you're living in the past. Mm. And I had never really thought about it that way. And it reminded me when you were giving your introduction because you said you you were always living in the future and you had anxiety. And mm. that made so much sense when um, it was nice, Swami Asha, um, Alessandra is probably familiar with her. And um but it's it's interesting how powerful it can be to bring ourselves into the present, but it's really not easy. So. And I also want to emphasize, because I think it's very beautiful when you share your story here. I don't know if it has come through that way with me and Cara sharing our stories, or perhaps you haven't listened to it, that it's so real the way you explain it. You kind of come to a 
crossroad in your life it's like okay i need to do something i need to change something and so you felt that you know i think meditation is what can help me but it's not like it's going to be this romantic um, magic um, what do you say intermix with you and meditation that you suddenly go oh now i can meditate 30 minutes a day it is a struggle in the beginning and i Mm -hmm. really like how you explain that that and you s- kept on going with it, even though you felt like, oh, this is not me. You kept on experimenting mm. and mm. to find your meditation. And mm. you also, you were my student, actually, when I did the teacher training. So mm. she, she has been training oh. <laughs> with our meditation um, mm. training. That's um, lovely. But maybe we should um, focus on meditation and pregnancy. Mm. Yeah. How has it impacted the pregnancy? Of course, you haven't had a child before, so you wouldn't no. be able to compare, but I think you can imagine. Mm. Actually, my meditation practice has been a lot harder during pregnancy. Um, because before I was pregnant, I could go really deep into myself when I meditate. But now, during my pregnancy, it's really hard to, uh, to go that deep. Um, I still meditate, but it's not the same as it was before. But I feel that the meditation I did before my pregnancy has helped me a lot right now. Um, And the main thing, I think, is that I have learned to not control everything. I have learned to surrender to the process and the situation. I haven't felt stressed or any fear about the birthing process. Or... Oh, that's really great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I haven't tried to control it. I haven't read so much about uh, all the things that could go wrong. Mm. Uh, I, I had just trust the process and trust that I am going to make it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and trust, uh, trust it in everything. So I think that is the... Yeah, uh, the main thing that meditation has done for me during my pregnancy. When you say that you found it a lot harder, do you think mm. that's, is that more physically? It's harder to sit or that you have a lot more thoughts or that it's just, there is something physic, mental or physical or? Yeah, it's it's not physically, it's, it's mentally, it's um not that I have negative thoughts, that I, thoughts, uh, mm-hmm. but I have more thoughts, and it's uh, harder to clear my head, mm-hmm. um, and it's harder to, yeah, go into myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always comes uh, thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's understandable. You are creating uh, your body is creating a little human being there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, you're before very busy. Could, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I could sit for a long time, uh, meditate without uh, thoughts coming through my mind. But now it's um, it's much harder. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you have anything in your birthing plan or any ideas about how you might use meditation when you're in labor? Yeah. Of course, I'm going to meditate as much as I can during the process, but also I think I think I'm 
this this thing I talked about, like surrendering, surrender to to the process. I think that's how I'm going to to use it, uh, mm. like more mentally feel that uh, I'm surrendering to the process. But but also I have been um, going on this uh, pregnancy yoga. Uh, now during my pregnancy and it's a lot of meditation in it so I I learned a lot about um, breathing techniques Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm gonna use them Mm -hmm. of course oh that's great I um when I was pregnant I took a a prenatal pregnancy course with my second child and I wasn't meditating at the time, so that was really my only um, avenue toward meditation. But I really felt like it helped me to connect with the baby in a different way. Like just that once a week, that was all I was doing. I I didn't really feel comfortable doing it on my own, so I liked having an instructor there. And um, But I, I loved the just spending that time really connecting with that growing soul in my, that was living in my body, you know, that, that Mm -hmm. of course I was caring for and thinking about all the time while I was pregnant, but not really, uh, it, it was just a real time to time and space to, that was just for me and that baby and, you know, to feel that connection. So it was really special. I'm glad that you're, you're doing that. Uh, and I also want to say that because you just said that your, the meditations you did before your pregnancy helped you in this. And that's the case with meditation whenever in life that no meditation is lost, that every effort that you make is beneficial for you. Even if you stop for a while or if you decline a little bit in your practice, that happens to us too. Surely for me, we're in the middle of winter here. I'm not <laughs> as strong as I was <laughs> during the summer. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you keep up and do what you can. And I think also what is happening to you is probably th- that's just what motherhood is going to be like. Because um, you won't have as much time to sit and meditate. And even if you don't have children, we have other responsibilities in life. And meditation is just um, the baseline. That's where we practice that being in the now and not being so reactive, but the rather responding and just so we're being more aware. And that's going to benefit motherhood so much because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's completely, totally about surrendering every mm. moment. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because we never know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> that's very true. So with your meditation practice, I know you said that you have found it harder as you've been pregnant. Have you had to make any changes um, to adapt to your pregnancy as your body has changed? Have you had to sit in a different way or um, change the time of day because your energy levels are different or anything that was practical that you've had to change or has it been pretty smooth? Or just having a baby kicking in your tummy. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, of course, it hasn't been as much comfortable sitting in the mm-hmm. positions I am used to. Are uh, you used so to sitting on the floor? 
No, I used to sit on the in the sofa. Okay. But um, I I feel like I need to stretch out my legs and change positions. So of course it's harder to focus a long time mm-hmm. because I need to make some changes um, in positions. Yeah. Okay. And I have a kicking. <laughs> kicking exactly. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping you in the present moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to think of the little gifts that ways to turn them into gifts sometimes. <laughs> so Alessandra, when you were pregnant, I'm trying to remember you were doing yoga before you had Iris, but were you meditating? No, I didn't have a daily meditation practice. It was similar to Emeline. I did, well, I was very deep into yoga and I I had found something in yoga, but I had not really found the meditation as sitting down only. Mm -hmm. I did yoga in a meditative way and there were some classes where they had meditation. But as we talked before about, I did hypnobirthing, so it's similar Mm-hmm. You kind of work with your mind, but it's not sitting in complete silence as we do when we practice now. Mm-hmm. But it, um, well, I felt like it did help me a lot. Mm-hmm. So I can just imagine what it would feel like with meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that way too, because I read a book on hypnobirthing toward the end of my second pregnancy. So I missed the chance to be able to really um understand it really well and like take classes with it to be able to say when I was going into labor, okay, I'm going to hypnobirth. Um, But I thought, okay, well, I'll read this book and I'll at least have some um, tools to help me get through the, at least the beginning parts of labor. And um, I never really, I didn't have a strong desire to definitely have a natural birth without um, any anesthesia. Um, And I didn't know how my second birth was going to go because I had a C-section with my first child. And so I knew that there was a chance that, you know, I may may have to have a C-section or something. So I tried not to be kind of like you're speaking about the surrendering. You know, I tried not to have very concrete expectations about what was going to happen because I knew that anything could happen. But um, I, I feel like it would have been such a gift to have discovered meditation, to be able to use it during labor and, and kind of go further with the tools that I was, that I had learned through the hypnobirthing, through the book and and take that further but it's um it's a blessing to be able to you you know have this already these tools that you are already using that you'll be able to lean on when you're deep in your labor <laughs> well i find it really interesting because a while ago emeline was here and we were talking about the birthing process. I think it was perhaps after a yoga class and you were very interested in perhaps having a doula mm. or oh. because you kind of, you saw the value in actually having someone there, not only your partner, but someone who knows the process, but also can coach you like 
more on a mind and also spiritual way mm. through it mm-hmm. to kind of bring you back to the moment and really be present and conscious about the process or mm. but I don't know where did it land or I'm not going to have a doula but my mother is going to be fanned in if I if I need her but of course it's not going to be the same as a doula uh, like I said to you a doula might be more into meditation or spirituality or something so but I don't know how this first time will go uh, anyway so maybe a doula is for a second child if I feel yeah. like Mm-hmm. I don't know, because it's so hard to imagine how it's going to be the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But still, your partner, he is more mm-hmm. or less on the same terms, at least. So he, he understands your journey and mm-hmm. where you're at. So mm-hmm. I guess he can be pretty good support. Yeah, I think so. Because um, he meditates too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he meditates and he knows that I want him to help me to breathe and remind me of breathing during the process so I think mm-hmm. it can help me mm-hmm. yeah as well I think I told you and I shared with the other listeners on the podcast how I completely forgot to breathe properly mm. which is not good so yeah. I would have needed someone to remind mm-hmm. me that mm-hmm. yeah I remember pretty early on in the pregnancy I felt very very connected with Iris mm. I actually found a while ago I wrote this letter to her, which I had forgotten about. I'll share with her someday. But I just felt, I remember even before I knew I was pregnant, I felt that I was pregnant. And I really felt her within me. I also got really, really sick. So I didn't have much time to do anything but to think of her and feel the connection that was my light in the darkness of Mm. pregnancy hormones. And what is it like for you? Have you been able to connect and do you think the meditation has helped you with that? Mm. I I had a little trouble to connect to the baby inside me. Um, I feel that I have uh, I had had a hard time to understand that I'm pregnant. Um, so the pregnancy yoga has helped me to connect to feel connection at the time uh, when I was there to do the pregnancy yoga um since I didn't really felt a connection outside Mm. the yoga um but um I believe it's different for everyone so maybe Mm. I'm one of those who feel more connection when I see the little person uh later on but um Mm. Yeah, it's so it's so different for everyone. I feel like yeah. too, especially in those. It that's a, a huge um, gift, Alessandra, that you felt connected so early. Because I wonder if some of it is biological too, where the beginning of a pregnancy can be so fragile, and so there, you know, the um, the chances of miscarrying can be so high. I know I've gone through a miscarriage and um, and so you, I don't know, I feel like there was a part of me that was maybe um, cautious, in the er- especially in the early times of mm-hmm. feeling like a hesitation to get too connected, you know, because ah. it can be so fragile. I don't know. But mm. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, the fear and the worry was there too. Yeah. So um, I was I came across this beautiful blog entry a couple of weeks ago that was um, written by a new father who had his first baby in the house, and and it was this really cute. Um, it was almost like a journal entry moment by moment of trying to meditate with a newborn. And it went by, you know, like 5.07 a.m., you know, w- woken up by baby, mother needs sleep, take baby downstairs. And and it goes, you know, moment by moment through how he tries to meditate and the um, the barriers in the way and, and the successes. And it was... Uh, it was such a sweet article and it made me remember, you know, my kids now are eight and 11 years old. So it's been a while since I've had a newborn or I was pregnant, but it may, it was very, it, it gave me, gave me a lot of remembrance when I read it. Like, oh yes, life with a newborn, you know, that's mm-hmm. sums it up so well, even though I couldn't relate on the meditation part, but of course you get, you remember what it's like to get up in the early hours of the morning. Um, do you have any sorts of um, ambitions in those early times when the baby comes as far as um, your meditation practice, how it might go? I don't think I'm going to meditate as the same way I do now. Um, I think I want to focus on connecting with the baby and maybe practice to be in the moment with the baby. And that's sort of meditation as well, uh, to just be in the moment and uh, be mindful about what you're doing. Uh, so I believe that's my ambition, just to be with my, be with my baby and uh, be the mo- in the moment. Beautiful. I think that's a wonderful plan. (laughs) Good. Well, we thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today and sharing your experience. And I know you only have about another, what, nine days, I think, or eight or Mm -hmm. nine days left. So I wish you all the best for a beautiful birth and um, please keep us posted on how everything goes. Or I guess Alessandra at least can let me know. I will, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Thank you. Good. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to the next meditation conversation. Mm -hmm.